You've heard me talk about Future Farm Botanicals custom organic herbal supplement blends crafted from the finest raw ingredients. Now through September 7th, you can take advantage of Future Farm's immune support and heart health supplement sale. Buy two bottles of elderberry with zinc and echinacea and get Black for Health Liposome Complex free, a $32.95 value. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is a natural solution created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Black for Health Liposome Complex is an all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. You can get Black for Health Liposome Complex free when you purchase two bottles of Future Farms Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea through September 7th. To order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture, P-H-A-R-M myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Thank you for joining me. If you'd like to make an appointment, Call my office, 212-779-1744. Grimaldi will set you up. Located in Midtown Manhattan. If you'd like to email me with questions for this podcast that you'd like to hear me address and answer or topics of interest, email me to radioprogram at AOL.com. That's radioprogram at AOL.com. So, a low-carb diet could prevent type 2 diabetes even without weight loss. This is true. For those of you who think that good health doesn't even begin to occur until that excess weight has come off, not true. Let me dive into it here. A low-carb diet could still be beneficial to people at risk of type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and stroke, even if they don't lose any weight, say researchers. Low-carb diets have been shown to help people with existing type 2 diabetes and those at risk of type 2 diabetes lose weight with other benefits, including improved blood sugar levels, mood, and greater energy. In this U.S.-led study, scientists tested the effects of a low-carb diet on people with metabolic syndrome, which increases the risk of type 2 diabetes. Metabolic syndrome is a cluster of things, overweight, abnormal blood sugar, uh, higher blood pressure, uh, lipid, uh, abnormal lipid levels like HDL that's too low and, and LDL that's too high, triglycerides that are very high. The Ohio State University study showed, the, the, the OSU study actually involved 16 men and women who all had metabolic syndrome, which is characterized by high blood pressure, high blood glucose, and excess body fat around the waist. There were three types of diets used in the study, 
And I can attest, I've got the study in my hand, that they actually did this properly. They tested the effects of three different types of diets. A high-carb diet, a moderate-carb diet, and a low-carb diet. And each participant was required to eat each of the diets for four weeks, separated then by a two-week washout period featuring just a standard U.S. diet. The diet's calories contents were tailored to each individual's needs to maintain weight throughout the study. So I'll tell you the types of diets that were used, and they did a lower-carb diet correctly this time. The low-carb diet, and all of these, there was a low-carb diet, moderate, and the regular, the high-carb diet. The low-carb diet was about 44 grams of carbohydrates, 74% fat. So the carbohydrates based on, this was an almost 3,000 calorie a day diet. So you're probably wondering, 44 grams of carbs, that could be a little kind of high. Shouldn't it be 25 or 20 or less? This is based on 2,950 calories a day. That's why you're seeing it like this. The low-carb diet was about 44 grams of carbs a day. The moderate-carbohydrate diet was about 236 grams of carbs a day. That's already high in my book, right? And the high-carb diet was a whopping 420 grams of carbs a day. So that was a comparison. They were on each of these diets for four weeks at a time with two weeks off in between to eat a regular standard American diet. So, what they found after eating a low-carb diet, more than half of the volunteers no longer had metabolic syndrome, even though there were no significant changes to their weight. So, get this, four weeks time, they really didn't lose weight, but they didn't have any of the criteria that would cause a diagnosis of metabolic syndrome. The study's senior author, Jeff Volek, a professor of human sciences at OSU, if you don't know the name Jeff Volek, I've known this name for years in the low-carb scientific research, going all the way back to my days with Dr. Atkins. Jeff Volek was one of the premier scientists looking in to very low-carb diets. So the study's senior author, Jeff Volek, said there's no doubt that people with metabolic syndrome and type 2 diabetes do better on low-carb diets. But they typically lose weight, and one of the prevailing thoughts is that the weight loss is driving the improvements. That was clearly not the case here. Our view is that restricting carbs, even without weight loss, improves a host of metabolic problems. Obviously, diet, uh, obviously quality of diet matters because quantity is locked down in this experiment. After eating a low-carb diet, participants also experienced improved blood glucose, cholesterol readings, and lower triglyceride levels improvements, which lower the risk of cardiovascular disease. I want to tell you, back in the day, when I was doing the research
for some of the Atkins books that came out long after New Diet Revolution, uh, I was responsible for looking at all the different cases, all the different charts. I went through hundreds and hundreds of charts. People who first started the very low-carb diet, the Atkins diet, we saw triglyceride levels fall off a cliff even before any weight loss happened. And this is one of the stand-up-and-cheer moments at the time of, wow, even these risk factors for cardiovascular disease got better. And it wasn't a result of the weight loss. It was a result of the diet. That's how powerful it is. So, going back to this study, three participants, three participants no longer had metabolic syndrome after eating moderate carbs and one was free of the condition after a high-carb diet. Jeff Folek suggested these results could be explained by the diets representing a shift towards lower carbs for these participants. These findings have been published in the Journal of Clinical Investigation Insight. That is the Journal of Clinical Investigation Insight. So, Diabetes Digital Media's low-carb program has helped one in four users put their type 2 diabetes in intermission at the one-year mark. The 10-week evidence-based structured behavioral change program has also helped people lose weight include, and improve their health and well-being. It's really how they did it. So the background was is that metabolic syndrome is highly correlated with obesity, cardiovascular disease risk, but that the importance of dietary carbs independent of weight loss in metabolic syn syndrome treatment remains controversial. Here in this test, this Ohio State University test uh, trial, they tested the theory that dietary carbohydrate intolerance, which is the inability to process carbohydrate in a healthy manner, rather than obesity per se, is the fundamental feature of metabolic syndrome. Now, you've heard me say type 2 diabetes, pre-diabetes, metabolic syndrome. These are all conditions of dietary carbohydrate intolerance. These are conditions of carbohydrate intolerance, meaning the inability to process carbohydrates in a healthy manner rather than obesity per se is the fundamental feature of metabolic syndrome. So this is actually very good news as I say for all of you who believe that the good health doesn't begin until the weight loss has happened and that for many of you who are overweight obese may feel like this is insurmountable. You may be feeling overwhelmed that your blood lipids aren't going to get better, your blood sugar won't get better, your triglycerides won't come down, all of that without weight loss occurring first. This study is here to tell you no, that is not the case. And I will tell you back in 2003 when I was looking at all of the charts at the Atkins Center, all of these case studies that I had to review for the research for the books that were being written at Atkins Nutritionals, I will tell you firsthand that I saw so many 
blood lipids get better, HDL would go up, triglycerides would go down. This is criteria for the diagnosis of metabolic syndrome. So here, what I saw in these charts, in these case studies, is that metabolic syndrome was being reversed just by embarking on the diet, being on it for a few weeks, and even seeing from the progress notes, from the doctor's notes, that no real weight loss occurred yet, right? But triglycerides got better. HDL got better. Blood sugar got better. All of these risk factors improved independent of weight loss. Weight loss hadn't even occurred yet. And that's what this study looked at. Individuals who were obese with a diagnosis of metabolic syndrome were fed three, four-week weight maintenance diets that were low, moderate, and high in carbohydrate. Remember, the calories that everybody consumed on all three of these diets was 2,950 calories. It would be fairly hard to lose weight taking in that many calories. Imagine one pound of weight is equivalent to about 3,500 calories, right? Just to give you a reference range. So the, the, the point was, was not to lose weight at all. They wanted the subjects to maintain weight. They wanted to see if the diet alone not the weight loss, the diet alone was able to affect these risk factors for cardiovascular disease. So, individuals who were obese with a diagnosis of metabolic syndrome were fed three, four-week weight maintenance diets that were low, moderate, and high in carbohydrate. Protein was constant, and fat was exchanged isocalorically for carbohydrate across all diets. And again, this study was done properly. As you know, a very low-carb diet is not a high-protein diet. It is a high-fat diet. The protein remained around 20% through all three of the diets. This is correct. Of course it's correct. Jeff Volick did it. He knows how. So the results were, despite maintaining body mass, low carbohydrate intake enhanced fat oxidation, that's fat burning, and was more effective in reversing metabolic syndrome, especially high triglycerides, low HDL, and the small LDL subclass phenotype. So those with metabolic syndrome who had very small, dense, atherogenic LDL cholesterol this changed. It changed to a larger, less atherogenic, fluffy pattern A type. Carbohydrate restriction also improved abnormal fatty acid composition and emerging metabolic syndrome feature, meaning your cholesterol, your triglycerides. And despite containing two and a half times more saturated fat than the high carbohydrate diet, a low-carbohydrate diet decreased plasma total saturated fat and palmitoleate and, and increased arachidonate, which, which are types of fatty acids in the blood. So even though on the low-carb diet and those folks on the very low-carb diet ate two and a half times more saturated fat than the high-carb diet, the low-carb diet 
decrease plasma total saturated fat. Right? When you're on a low-carb diet, you are burning fat for energy. That's why it is not in your circulation. But when you're eating a high-carb diet and you're burning blood glucose for energy, that fat is hanging around. So, consistent with the perspective that metabolic syndrome is a pathologic state that manifests as dietary carbohydrate intolerance, that is its definition, these results show that compared with same-calorie high-carbohydrate intake, a low-carb, high-fat diet benefits metabolic syndrome independent of whole body or fat mass. Okay? So, very, very important study here that we're telling you about. We've been saying for years that metabolic syndrome, prediabetes, diabetes, abnormal blood glucose levels, these are conditions defined as carbohydrate intolerance, meaning you can't eat all those carbs. We human beings were not designed to be eating all of those carbohydrates. The diet really changed. You know, we started ingesting all of these carbohydrates a mere, oh, 10,000 years ago, and it got even worse over the past few hundred years ago when grain became refined, when grain became flour, and we started ingesting all of these carbohydrates. That's why in a low-carb diet, the grain food group is removed. You know, a half a cup of cooked rice is still 40 grams of carbs. Wow, you didn't even eat your vegetables yet. That's where I want you to get your carbs from from your low glycemic, your low sugar vegetables, your dark green leafies, your cruciferous vegetables. You're not going to have a lot of potatoes on this eating plan, right? Or peas or things of that nature. You're going to eat more cruciferous vegetables, getting all those beautiful indoles and sulforaphanes and all of your dark green leafies where you're getting plenty of folate and beta carotene and all of that, right? Everything that goes in your mouth on a very low-carb diet is very, very nutrient-dense. The protein levels are about 20%, which is standard because a low-carb diet, a very low-carb diet, is a high-fat diet. As, as much as 75% in fat. You need a reference point to digest this information? A Mediterranean diet is about 40% in fat. So there's your food for thought. A very low-carb diet is higher in fat, not in protein. Why isn't it higher in protein? All that excess protein will turn into blood sugar. Did you know? If you listen to these Intelligent Medicine podcasts, you've heard me say that often enough. But it merits repetition because we still keep seeing news features poo-pooing paleo-type diets or lower-carb, higher-fat diets and all of that in favor of low-fat diets. But no, it's not sticking. That's not, the, that's not what the scientific data reveals. The scientific data reveals that a low-carb, high-fat diet, moderate-protein diet is the best way to go for most people. And now 
you don't even need to lose weight first to reap the benefits of reducing your cardiovascular risk factors, those high triglycerides, the LDL small dense pattern B atherogenic pattern, you know, reverting it back to a pattern A big fluffy desirable LDL particle, which is less apt to cause obstruction in coronary arteries, right? And remember, despite the fact that on the very low carb diet, they ate two and a half times more saturated fat, their lipid profiles still improved. So the saturated fat is not the demon. It's the carbohydrates that are the demon. And that's what you need to remember with this research, which is valid, reliable, and Jeff Volek is one of the premier researchers doing low fat in the right way. He is doing it correctly. Thank you, Dr. Volek. And I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Healthy Aging, providing you with the unique energy support of Pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years with a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.